This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Yeah, it's insane that he forgot. We did our time. We did That's the September Morgan 11th said. episodes. Yeah. It's like, we already did it. We, we did celebrated it. it. We're done. We didn't celebrate it. We, we were acknowledged it. it. <laughs> acknowledged it. Um, are we good to go? We're good to go, man. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. And uh, who do we got here? Okay. So I live... Very real Henry Sopranos. Very, very real. <laughs> okay. um, I live in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Lovely, so do I. Lovely yes. neighborhood. We live, we're neighbors. Yes. Right across from each other. It's lovely. I get to see you when you were literally half drunk running to work obviously late running intoxicated on my way to work you look intoxicated you look flush as if uh, you've been sure. drunk you've been drinking and then running <laughs> uh, there is a um, older woman that lives in the bottom floor of my apartment building and she does this thing where she stands outside of the apartment building or at this corner store around the corner from me going do 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 oh yeah the williamsburg she rooster she just <laughs> essentially yes she makes this noise everybody you passes and everyone in the neighborhood goes like do to do that's fine <laughs> you know you just kind of it's weird she's obviously broke you know she's like very deep into dementia her family doesn't visit hmm. her so it's like you just give her this pleasure but what she started to do Uh-oh. that makes me feel really fucking uncomfortable is that now she's added a new thing to the noise <laughs> where she goes do to do to do do to do to do oh baby oh baby oh baby I like it and makes like humping like weird like oh, sex gestures yeah, that I tell Natalie this and she's like oh my god I hope she hasn't been sexually assaulted and my thing is is that if she has been sexually assaulted I don't think that's I think the she case she liked it because obviously she's oh, saying, oh right. baby oh baby oh baby no it was not an assault it was an erotic encounter it just happens sometimes with dementia patients yes. that sometimes sexuality gets latched on they put that in there and it just becomes a part oh. of their repertoire maybe she just listened to that Rolling Stones song isn't there, isn't there a line in there about the, uh, the colored girl singing can you say that anymore? Uh, no. that, and that's the that's Lou Reed. That's off the oh my god! I don't know. Walk on the wild side. Oh, like whatever. <laughs> you think of dude? Do, 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 that's do, what do, I'm do, thinking do, about. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man. I'm just kind of really <sighs> haunted Lord. by it. I don't like any old people being all sexy. I don't. <laughs> she, well, I don't think she's being sexy. She has dementia. I know, but it, she thinks she is. <laughs> well, I'm. A, I'm. A, I th- she needs to work it. I'm happy for her. All the, I, I just want her to have a great life and a bunch of fun. 
And it sounds like she is. I don't think she is. She's left alone. <laughs> She's, She's singing on the corner. She's not singing. She's making unconscious noises and sexual advances towards a man on the street. That's It's reverse catcalling. She's owning it. Thank you. All right. So now today's story, this is uh, speaking of hauntings. This, this one is uh, just as terrified, but also kind of just as adorable. We're talking about the black monk of Pontefract. Yes. Now, now black monk does sound like the idea of when they revamp Monk in two years from now. Oh, the, the hit young show. Donald Glover, yes. yes. Of course. <laughs> or the wonderful uh, album by the Monks, Black Monk Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful album. But anyway, the Black Monk of Pontefract case occurred in Yorkshire, England in the late 1960s. It is a poltergeist case. Ooh. And while it is not the most well studied by the paranormal community, it is nevertheless one of the most bizarre and ultimately somewhat what adorable poltergeist mm. cases ever recorded. He Love is it. a real naughty little priest. <laughs> and aren't they all? Now, is a monk is a monk a priest? Uh, a monk can be a priest. But uh, you're always a monk. You're always so a monk. So you work at Burger King and be a monk. Some monks are priests. Not all priests are monks. Pri- okay. Pri- priest is a job. Monk is a lifestyle. I see. <laughs> I, what I love about this case is that it's largely un, unproven to be a hoax, which is really nice. It's like yeah. Amityville has been fucking blasted all over the place. Sure. Every other big haunting you hear about it has always been like, you know, it's like, oh, it's the teenage daughter and it's got a loudspeaker in the attic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this is a, a it's always it was a Scooby-Doo always. episode you remember. They always turn into a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> yes. This has been, uh, this is pretty legitimate. Well, the reason why the uh, Black Monk of Pontefract case is different from all the rest of the poltergeist hauntings is that usually poltergeist hauntings, you just have the testimony of the family. That's it. Sure. You just have a, a family like kind of a, a a son, a daughter, parents. They're usually the only ones that, uh, like for example, the haunting that was uh, that Conjuring 2 is based on. Yes. Right. Like that haunting was just, I mean, all you have is the family and the warrants. We know the warrants are full of shit. Uh, no. But the family, you don't necessarily know with them. Uh, but this case, this is like a whole town got in on this. They all hmm. were, the, their neighbors were into it. They had a local paranormal investigator who showed up in the middle of the night who was into it. The <laughs> vicars were scared of the house. Yeah. They, they said the house glowed. It's like crazy shit. So the whole town was scared by this house. So you're telling me a hillbilly town in England in the 1960s all believed the same bullshit. <laughs> yes. Is that, what, is that what we're talking about but here? They did not have a PR person. Oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, when uh, people go and uh, talk to the town of Pontefract, or at least when they went in the 70s and 80s, they said that when they talked to neighbors, when they talked to townsfolk, they actually uh, told the story as if it actually happened to them. It was stuff right. where, where it was like, oh, do you remember when the grandfather clock fell down? It's like, oh, yeah, that was around September. It's like, actually, no, that was around October uh, when uh, Jerry's sister came to visit. Oh, this yeah, is- oh, I remember it. It's when you, oh, you get in the house, you give you a bit of a bumper. This is you got to walk for yourself. Well, this is just a fun little bar, isn't it? Yeah, watch yourself get in there, go in there, rip around your hip and your legs, and you go now. You don't even know what you got to do yourself. Oh, yeah, all right. Must sort of be an Australian transplant as well. Uh, we can't wait to get a little bit of that local color when we come to the UK here in a couple of weeks. It's get off your am- top, I'll do that. This town does sound like an extremely strange town to stop in if you're just a random traveler coming through. It reminds me of that uh, great film Hot Fuzz. Yeah. If you remember mm. that. Strange town folk. The cop was right. <laughs> well, Pontefract is an ancient town in Yorkshire that has its origins when the Romans ruled over Britannia and from the years 
1090 until 1539, Pontefract was home to a monastery filled with violent monks. Yeah, these were war monks. Yeah. Technically, it's called paladins <laughs> if you're a Dungeons and Dragons player. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, it was rumored that one of those monks raped and strangled to death a young local girl and for his crimes was hung from the gallows that sat atop the highest hill in Pontefract. But built on the site of these gallows where the titular black monk of Pontefract was supposedly hung was the residence of Jean and Joan Pritchard, their son, Philip, and their daughter, Diane, 15 and 12, when the poltergeist activity began. Well, technically, the house was built on the area of where a stream and a bridge were located right underneath the hill where the gallows were. And also, technically, it may <laughs> not have been the monk himself that raped and murdered the woman and was hung for it, but possibly his brother murdered and raped the girl, vice versa, and then he went and took the punishment for his brother. We got a vice versa situation. I'm gonna say, if you're an officer, any monk will do. <laughs> you know a monk raped and killed a girl, just go grab go one grab and hang him. <laughs> so it is possible that this poltergeist was actually uh, a wrongly convicted murderer. It could mm. be that he was just a cool monk. Well, uh, I'm gonna go with that theory. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, let's go with that theory. So the entire area of Pontefract is actually rife with ghost activity. Activity. Daughter Diane herself once saw two women floating for 15 minutes over the grass outside of an abandoned hospital. But Diane had a lot of witchy shit going on totally. in general because she also, when she was sick, she said she saw an old lady dressed in gray standing outside of her parents' bedroom door. No! That was just their grandmother banging on the window trying to get in because Help. it was raining. Help! Good Help! Blame your grandmother. I did just picture Minnie and Nanny floating down the river for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're my sister. I'm Manny. This is my sister, Nanny. Someone get us rats. I'm Nanny. <laughs> 15 minutes of that would inspire a poltergeist. <laughs> So the Pritchard family itself, not just Diane, the entire family seems to have had a fair amount of poltergeist run-ins. Diane's aunt Christine ran into a fair amount of poltergeist activity in a pub called the Gold Golden Lion that she ran. And all this occurred in and around the town of Pontefract. Because the town may be one of those places that has an unusually large amount of haunted ground. Because mm. some paranormal experts say that land can retain impressions of negative energy sometimes for as long as hundreds of years. I thought you were going to say it had a higher impression of alcoholism, <laughs> which that I think it might, it might be possible. When you're just seeing ghosts, those are called trails. It's because right. your eyes are dying, the fucking rods and cones are being killed by the fucking alcohol cells in your blood. It could either be trails or it could just be your son trying to get you out of the bar. Help. Help. <laughs> just people saying help, banging on the windows. Let outside. them in. <laughs> Thousands of ghosts. Um, also, it's a apparently there is a, a gigantic natural water source underneath the town. And we're discovering a lot when we talk about aliens and Bigfoot <coughs> sightings or in, the, in triangles, like the Bridgewater Triangle and the Bermuda Triangle. So places where there's a lot of water and also fresh water underneath the ground are also a lot of times centers for a lot of paranormal activity. Yeah, some people yeah. say that water actually retains paranormal activity. It retains the energy uh, that is sometimes exuded by paranormal goings-on. Is it possible that it's also pollutants in the water that are tripping out the townsfolk? Well, there may be a little bit of LSD in the water. We 
We don't know for sure. We it's, don't know. It's dirty. That could, that's what I'm talking about. England is a dirty place. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> now, that haunted ground in and of itself is not enough to cause poltergeist activity. But when it is combined with intense emotions exuded by the right person, then that's when you get a good poltergeist soup going. Mm. What we should talk about is this a lot. This episode comes. A lot of the research for this episode comes from Colin Wilson's Poltergeist. It was just a fantastic book about poltergeist so activity. Cool. I absolutely love it. And he has a really unique theory that also mixed with this guy, this paranormal expert named Guy Playfair. <laughs> Guy Playfair? Yes. He needs to be arrested. They're British. He is guilty until proven innocent. No. As long as he's a person that doesn't wear uh, overalls with no clothes on underneath it, we're fine. I'm just saying, it's like, Guy, you know, all your pants don't have zippers, and you're just like, I just told him I didn't need one. I don't need them. They're just loose. They're loose, yeah. they're loose so they could just fly off me like ghosts themselves. Mm. <laughs> well, paranormal expert Guy Playfair, he likened these intense emotions to a soccer ball. See, a disturbed soul will exude psychic energy at times of extreme psychological distress, which will draw the attention of spirits or complementing energy. And he said it forms into like a little ball, like yeah. and it kind of pops out of them like it's an egg or a, or, or a shit. Oh, <laughs> right? Really? A, a circular a, soccer ball sized dookie. It's just like a dookie of energy. And this dookie <laughs> oh, of okay. energy just sits on the living room floor, right, like you would, like you had Albert Fish staying at your house. Sure, okay. Right, you're sitting on the floor and then the idea is that some kind of loose spirit would come and play with this energy ball until they were done with it. Yeah, they just come in, have a little fun, kick it around, maybe get a little bit out of hand, and then move mm. on to whatever it is they were doing with that day. Sounds but, like what people do in solitary confinement. Yeah, yeah, yeah but with their own to, dookie. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We've ever read any books by Jean Genet? Jean Genet? He wrote, he was a famous uh, French dude back in the, in the early uh, 1900s, and he would write things in his own shit all the time in solitary because he was a uh, uh, arrested for being a homosexual. Hmm. Huh. We had a kid uh, in uh, when we were in junior high that used to do that. He used to just write, uh, this is my shit on the walls of the Th- bathroom. That's just your town. It does not make be- him an artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to be difficult when a kid does write, this is my shit in his own dookie because he's not wrong. Do you scold him or do you praise him? <laughs> it's sort of like that painting, this is not a pipe. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of postmodern. I kind of give him a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so then how yeah. many melons did he fuck and when did he get hit by the truck <laughs> that ended his life? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the way he goes. Bye, truck. Bye. Why you ain't slow? Huh? <laughs> well, the thing about poltergeist is that if they are actual entities, essentially they have the mentality of a super dumb kid who doesn't really know how to express himself mm. properly. He wants attention, but nobody, including the kid, really knows why he wants it. Because all poltergeists ever really seem to want is to make trouble for whoever it is they happen to be fucking with. You know, there's a generally understood mm-hmm. theory that a lot of times that poltergeists are psychokinetic activity that comes from, like, we talk about uh, a lot of times girls specifically going through puberty. When their bodies are changing, they create this energy, kind of bounces around the house. It's sort of what the, what Colin Wilson talks about. It's like uncollected psychokinesis. Yeah. But the problem is that what Colin Wilson has discovered is that that works for like 75% of these cases. But something like the Black Monk Pontefract seems like what he calls called this this idea a concept of elementals yeah. like fairy energies alien energies when we talk about when people see shit out in the fucking english bogs and they're like it was a wickersnit <laughs> and then it's like it, but it, someone yeah. else would see it and they would see it as a gray it's these weird nuisance energies that can kind of show up with, and, and find these little dookie balls of energy and right. use it to play with. It's, the idea it is that they would, you would draw them. No, but this isn't a necessarily a nefarious activity, right? It's more of a, an annoying little brother or yeah. something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, that's the Will thing. Will they hurt you physically? Uh, most of the time, not. 
Uh, they will actually, the weird thing about it is that they'll throw things at people. Like, for example, Diane once had a dresser drawer thrown at her. Uh, but usually the kinetic energy, for some reason, it will stop just short. It'll stop a millimeter away from them and it'll just kind of knock them. That's it, fun. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of fun. I mean, it's, it's like having a cap, but you don't have to feed the damn thing. <laughs> but it's so, so scary, but it's happening all the time. You can't sleep. You know what I mean? A cat, you can nuzzle cats. A cat shows love. No, cats are terrible <laughs> creatures. They're, well, I do love cats, and if you love cats, I love you too. But, I mean, for the most part, I think I'd rather have a, a, a Casper the Friendly Ghost or a Pontefract, a know, monk from there. You know, it's because some dead rapist fucking monk. He was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's when he talks about, like, the 70% uh, being this psychokinetic energy, uh... A lot of times uh, where these things actually happen, some spooky shit went down at one point or some very violent shit went down. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, most places in England, if they've been inhabited for a very long period of time, you know, violent shit's going to happen everywhere. Right. All of these houses in England, I'm hearing, are like a thousand years old. <laughs> yeah. When we say something's old... We in America, know. it's like sixty-five years. Tops, that's <laughs> like it. maybe, yeah. Because then I'm then I'm like tear it down. It's old. <laughs> get, get a new one. No, poltergeist hauntings occur in stages and often have a fairly extended ramp up period. Stage one is known as the latent dormant passive stage, and in this stage, nothing super weird happens. It's usually pets acting weird, like they'll bark at nothing. There's they'll stare and growl at an object that nobody can see. You'll also get cold spots around the house, mm. which means that the temperature will drop in a certain area for no reason. Like I the- grow more hair. <laughs> Isn't that something? I've been growing more hair as it is. I'm starting to think there's a bit of a ghost walking around my house, all right? I got new hair in no. arm, my, my arm area between on my bicep area here. I got all this new hair, brand uh, new no, hair. No, you're going through puberty part two. <laughs> no! Yes, this is the sequel. Not again! It actually gets worse. Yeah, you're going through Polish puberty. <laughs> I'll come back next week and <laughs> I'm just you're like... you're 32 years old and you get hairier and hair here. <laughs> I come back next week and I'm just like, hey, everybody, so you guys like Amy? Sometimes girls make me feel different. I like this new Henry. Uh, stage two is the obvious detectable present stage. Cold spots will get bigger, sometimes covering entire rooms. And unexplained scratches, gashes, or cuts also start to appear on walls, furniture, or even people. Now, is it possible the cold uh, cold spots are they ghost toots? Is that so a you possibility? Think, okay, as so you in your pee, world. as you pee in the pool, it will warm. So ghosts, when they fart, because they live in an opposite world, their go- their farts are cold, cold. And not hot, not. Like and they smell good. Oh, okay, yes, it's true because he also delivered a scent of flowers. Actually, it works. It makes sense. It does work, but. Stage one, stage two, the black monk of Pontefract poltergeist, as far as we know, skipped right past stages one and two and came in hard mm. on stage three, the increased kinetic activity stage. It also does sound like a really good Kevin Hart paranormal spoof movie. It does. Now you can stream the live TV you love for just 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. 
Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah! Toss that rock! Come on, guys! Yeah, pass it around! Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops. You're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basketball. Prize picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Benia played basketball? Woo-wee, dog. Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Benia would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today and use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
Now, the haunting began in August of 1966, right when son Philip was hitting puberty. Now, Philip was a sullen teenage boy who liked books and music and didn't get along with his father, who was more of a man's man footballer type. But when you say footballer, you mean English football, which is soccer. Soccer, yeah. Soccer. soccer. Yeah, so Let's thank, you. thank you. Let's just the man man part just a touch. <laughs> Now, the first incident occurred one day while Philip was at the house alone with his grandmother. Philip said he walked into the room where his grandmother was knitting and saw a white chalky powder floating down through the air. And when he walked closer, he saw that the powder wasn't falling from the ceiling, but rather from a point about five feet up from the floor as if there was a portal above his grandmother's head salting her with chalk dust. Grandmother walked across the street to her daughter's house to get another witness to the phenomenon, and when they came back, the powder was still falling. And we're Ooh. talking about, they said that it covered all the surfaces. It, yeah. got, it literally <clears throat> filled her coffee cup, like she had a coffee cup, and it was like up to an inch of powder. It was like falling hard in there. It was yeah. like standing next to fucking Alan Thick when he's combing his hair. Oh, yeah, I love Alan Thick. <laughs> Does Alan Thick have really bad dandruff? We you don't know, know with that hair. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, it's I possible. <laughs> Now, when the grandmother walked to the kitchen to get a broom to clean up all this chalky dust, she almost slipped and fell on a large puddle of water on the kitchen floor. Mm. She got a towel and mopped it up, but as soon as she squeezed out the cloth, another pool appeared, and then another, and then another, and then another. Every, every time she mopped one up, another pool would appear. Same thing happened with my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. But it was um. Yes, yeah. pee <laughs> Exactly. The old pool warmer. Um, I think the, is it possible the house is just decaying? Absolutely not. They okay. checked underneath the linoleum and found <laughs> that it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ben, if, they, if it was just Henry that, is looking the at whole me like, story was, would be over. Yeah, the whole story I would be over. It turned out the house needed to be fixed, and that's what they did, and that's the end. Thank you. <laughs> they should have called it Al Borland for Tool Time, and he would have fixed up the house just fine. Please donate to our Patreon. We did a lot of work on this week's episode. <laughs> the house was, it was a creaky house. <laughs> no. They checked underneath the linoleum and found that it was completely dry underneath. They even called out the water board. Okay. They called up the guy from, you know, the local water board and said, like, man, listen, you need to come check this out. This is super weird. He came and found there was absolutely nothing wrong. And the pools themselves were in such a neat outline as to make it impossible for them to have been poured from above. There was no splash. There was no nothing. They just mm. appeared out of nowhere and grew in a perfect circles. And every single time that they would wipe it away, it would grow into the same circle and it would appear all over the house and they said this is this is a factor in poltergeist hauntings this yeah. this has happened before but it's very rare and yeah. actually it's like and it's also this weird explanation what is yeah. this yeah guy playfair thinks that the water is some kind of condensation caused by the poltergeist energy moving through the environment i don't know it wasn't really explained all that clearly makes sense to me yeah, maybe it was a little pool for ants. <laughs> that is cute. That's kind of fun. You just live in a world of whimsy, don't you? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. You're crying. No, there's no, it's all nothing but joy here. Now, later on that night, things started getting a little weirder. Phil and his grandmother watched as the button on the tea dispenser started moving in and out in and out, all on its own, squirting tea onto the counter and continuing even after all the tea was gone. Listen how it sounds when I read it like this. Okay. Moving in and out, <laughs> in and out, all on its own, squirting tea out onto the counter, and it continued even after all the tea was gone. Someone's doing a good job. That tea is loving it. 
Yeah, and don't re- and remember when you hear that, remember it's Phil and his grandmother mm. watched. Um, <laughs> naughty, naughty grandma. <laughs> Deleted scene from Harold and Maude, perhaps. What is a tea button? A tea dispenser. It's like just one of those things where you put tea in it and you're able to push a button and it comes out and what? you know it just keeps warm pump. in there. What? Yeah, it's, it's a like pump. a coffee pump. Yeah, it's like a coffee pump. Just this is an old technology. I yeah. actually do not remotely understand what this is. I don't you know. Totally I don't get do. how you, it's a tea dispenser. You push the button and then the thing comes out. Yeah, you what push the, the tea. Do you know what doorknobs like, are? Yeah, okay, think about it. It's not okay. Think about it this way. Now think it's coffee. Okay, now I make sense. <laughs> Tea is coffee to the Brits. That's okay. Soccer is football Thank to them. You. you have to remember this when we go there. It's an upside-down world. Yes, it's a different place. Yeah. And then after all the tea was gone, they heard a crash from the hallway, opened the door, and saw the light go on all by itself to show that the potted plant that normally stood halfway up the stairs was now at the bottom, minus the pot... Which was at the top of the stairs. Oh my god, it's all wrong. It's just like, you got Clifford in there, the big red dog. It's ridiculous. And then back in the kitchen, the cupboard started shaking and vibrating as if somebody was trying to get out. That was really scary. because yeah. So basically yeah. it all died down, right? And so Grandma and Philip decided to go to bed. Um, and Grandma, you know, of course, you have to dress Philip completely down to his nudeness. And yes, he's 15 years old, but he's still your little grandson. Of and so course. she made sure to powder his bottom and she clipped his toenails and she sucked on his fingers a little bit and we made him go to sleep because that's what had him go to sleep mm-hmm. and then finally she left him alone um and he sat there in the bedroom and watched as it looked like something was inside the, the cupboard mm-hmm. just literally going blah, 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 oh, back and forth yeah that was the, the wardrobe that was a yeah. wardrobe yeah, yeah, yeah. and then literally they just ran out of house we're like we're gonna go stay at the catholics across the street yeah yeah, yeah. Well, they went over and stayed at their daughter's house because the whole family lived all around there. It was a wonderful little neighborhood. It does sound exciting. It sounds extremely fun, though, as well. I do wish I was the black monk. I mean, it seems like he was having a great time pumping the tea, putting the uh, the the power the the plant, uh, you know, in the uh, in the pot all all, all wrong. We just sound like fun. a large Lenny type man going, in, yeah. "I'm alive now. Look, I'm <laughs> alive like you. I mess with plants. I mess with tea. Why not?" <laughs> and the next day, they woke up. Went and got the neighborhood ghost expert, a Mr. McDonald. This is literally like the burbs. Yeah. And it was like, they're like, you know who would be into this? Mr. O'Donnell. Mr. O'Donnell loves talking about ghosts. And they go over there and they just, just so happen to be his light is on at 1230 at night because he's literally waiting for someone to come and tell yeah. him there's a ghost to investigate. I feel like this town might not have a dentist. Perhaps there's no doctor, but it does have a ghost expert. Yeah. So they knew what was important. Yeah, they knew exactly who they needed to go and talk to. So yes. Mr. McDonald came over and immediately recognized this as poltergeist activity. But he went, searched the house, found nothing, and nothing happened. And I love this story, because he did literally sat, they had a cuppa, and they <laughs> sat at the table, and he was just like, alright, well, because the activity had died down, and he's like, you know what's really weird, though? It's like, one thing you'll notice about poltergeist activity, let me do it again, normal. You know how you notice? <laughs> yeah. Is that when something's really strange about paranormal activities, a lot of times, poltergeists will rip up important photographs to you so hoping Hmm. nothing like that happens as he's walking out the door they hear a crash upstairs their wedding the the, the Pritchard's wedding picture had flung across the room The, uh, the glass had shattered and the picture was cut up 
like literally like it was cut up with a knife mm-hmm. uh, like spread all over the floor you can't fake that there's no <laughs> way he had a string tied to his shoe That's and as soon as he started walking <laughs> shattered the glass a string tied to his shoe that would work <laughs> tie the tie the string to the painting what, what did he tell him that, like he came in the, oh look over there and then while they were looking over there he tied the string to his shoe and then the other one to the give big, a bit oh, of a toy to the string a bit of a snippity snip of a picture and away Mr. O'Donnell goes that's how it works I mean you tell someone to look over there you have at least five seconds to tie a string to your shoe yeah to tie a string to your shoe tie the other end to the picture but that not only that yeah. but take the picture out of the frame cut, cut it, it up, up into a bunch of pieces and then glue it back on to make sure that no one notices that it's cut up but not glue it so much grandma got stuck in the bathroom the boy had to help her <laughs> boom he knows he's got 15 to 20 you minutes say that they went up there and they fucked each other grandma and no, grandpa I don't know no you made a leap you made, you made the leap, leap. I've already grandma been needed about help yeah you you woke up in a little rascal's universe today. You know what? You never know what universe you're going to wake up into. And then after the whole incident with the picture, nothing happened for two years until Diane's puberty kicked in real hard. You know what it sounds like, right? Eggs everywhere. <laughs> And he Start in the, the car, eggs. huh? <laughs> Sounds like a Model T. <laughs> damn, I'm going to be late to work. <laughs> I'm late to being a woman. Oh, am I? Now, the Black Monk case is somewhat unique in that it seems as if there are actually two separate agents of focus. Agents of focus are the people that the poltergeist activity centers around. The first mm. agent was Philip, whose haunting lasted no more than 24 hours. The second was Diane, whose haunting would last around around nine months because Ooh. that's what uh there's another paranormal expert what he says is that ghosts haunt house poltergeists haunt people which makes a lot of sense and the, the, and that's what he's talking about the mixture of weird psychokinetic activity that comes from kids bodies changing mixed with maybe there's some sort of entity that can use that energy f- t- to interact with their environment and it just so happened that the little girl's eggs were more supple and fertile than the spermies inside of the boy. I guess the ghost had a type. I think it's disgusting that these <laughs> that these ghosts are doing that to children. Thank you. I just, Thank I'm you. against this ghost should be hung again. <laughs> Now, it began with noises, the kinds of banging and knocking that has come to typify poltergeist activity. And this is actually where the word poltergeist comes from. Oh. Polter, meaning noisy in German. Geist, meaning ghost. The Thank Germans you. came up with this? Yeah. We can't trust this. Poltergeist. Exactly. Now, then after the noises came the electrical disturbances. Now, naturally, since poltergeists are beings of energy, if they are, in fact, beings, electrical disturbances are just as common as the bangs and knocks. Mm. See, lights will flicker on and off. Appliances such as the tea dispenser will start to work on their own. And in modern times, computers can show signs of activity with nonsense messages appearing in instant messenger chats. Oh, like when somebody has a Nigerian scam. Kind of. Yeah, yes. it's like spam email. Yeah. Thousands of African ghosts. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, what was interesting is they said that the Pritchard House, they said that during the nine months of their haunting, they only used, they only paid half as much on their electric bill as they had in previous years. And they said they have no reason why. They were using the same amount of electricity, and they kept going to the electric company and being like, we're honest people. Mm. We normally pay this amount of money on this on, on our bills, and normally it's half that. And they're like, well, you know, that's what the meter's saying. So the ghosts help the economy. 
<laughs> I guess so. Yeah, wow. the ghosts saved them on their electric bills. Well, it seems like they, well they had to go and tell the electric bill that a half of the a half of the electricity was being used by their neighborhood ghost, and then they were only using the other half. And they'll charge. That's them. a tough sale. Absolutely, that's a tough sale. But the but the uh, the electrical company believed them. The electrical company <laughs> did believe them. the electrical. What do you call it? Yeah. The, the other weird electrical <laughs> disturbance thing that can happen with poltergeist activity is that appliances uh, that aren't plugged in can operate on their own, mm. as what happened in my hometown poltergeist case uh, that happened in the house that was built right down the road from Idella, the Children's Cemetery. In that case, Whoa. yeah, there was a children. I've talked about the children. No, I know. Cemetery. I'm just saying that you didn't tell us they built a house on top of. Oh it. yeah, I always thought I it mean, was like very- it was like a, I mean a quarter mile down, if that walking distance easily. I always oh, yeah. found it very inappropriate that they put those slides in at the top of the graves <laughs> to put oh, the caskets. Yeah, that wasn't right. Now in that case, in my hometown case, in addition to the knocks and such, they used to have this old radio that would turn on in the middle of the night and play old music from the 40s. They'd have all Ooh. the knocking and banging, and that family actually they left one night in the middle of the night and never returned. In fact, when we were kids, we used to go to the house. The entire house was still full of furniture, full of their clothes. Uh, brand new clothes, too. They just left and never came back, and uh. they never told anybody what happened that night. I that thought was, that was just Texas moving. Yeah, that is a Texas <laughs> Them move. Them furnitures are gonna follow us. You'll see. They got minds of their own like that movie Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. But back in Pontefract, the first physical manifestation began when Mother Jean found her daughter's bedspread sitting at the bottom of the stairs. She took mm. it back up to Diane's room, heard a crash from outside, and found her son Philip's bedspread where Diane's just was with another potted plant lying broken next to it. And that night, Jean woke up from bed, walked out to the landing, and felt a cold chill. And at that moment, mm. a paintbrush flew past her face, followed by a paste bucket they'd been using to replace their wallpaper. She ducked and saw, moving in the darkness, a long strip of wallpaper standing on its end like a cobra swaying back and forth. She grabbed it, and at that same moment, a carpet sweeper floated up into the air and started swinging around. So she dropped the wallpaper snake and crawled on all fours back to the bedroom with the wallpaper giving chase behind her. She shut the door and screamed, which brought the kids out of their rooms, who started to get the shit beat out of them by the painting supply. But that's, again, what you were saying before. It didn't Mm. seem like the poltergeist was trying to hurt anybody because what Diane said is that when the paintbrush hit her in the face, it felt like a... Like kind of like if you ever you know put your penis on a woman's face or something you do that you go like pip like a little like a little like a pip a playful pip yeah hmm. <laughs> this does sound like a great time yeah and then the poltergeist focused on Diane's room ripped the curtain rod off of the wall and threw it out the window Father Joe slammed the door shut and when Diane went to grab the handle he yelled at her stop don't touch it! And as she drew her hand back, there was a loud thump on the other side of the door as if the poltergeist was communicating that it was, in fact, Diane who he was there for. Wow. Yeah. And they said a lot of crazy shit happened, and so then now it's like entering into stage four of the poltergeist is that they would find that... Um, Doorknobs would be covered in marmalade and toilet paper. Oh, that just happens every night at my house. <laughs> That's not so That's bad. called walking drunk. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, stage four is the intelligent individual targeting stage, which is exactly what it sounds like. This is when the psychokinetic activity truly begins, when objects start to fly around the room on their own accord, and large objects will slide across the room to trap people. For example, one night, Diane actually became trapped in the corner of a room under 
under a pile of heavy furniture. And she was struggling to get loose. But as soon as she relaxed, the furniture moved back to its regular place. And Diane, who had had a gigantic wardrobe and a sewing machine piled on top of her moments earlier, she didn't even have a bruise from the experience. That's crazy. And maybe a couch was sitting on top of her. And that's not the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to sit on top of a couch. That's kind of fun. It is It is fun. Diana, you're the couch. And then the couch is like, you're the couch now, girl. Someone get this tall, red-headed man out of our home. No, I'm a couch. See, behavior like this, in which she gets furniture piled on her, but she doesn't get any bruises, this is why Colin Wilson compares poltergeist to schoolyard bully. See, a bully, he's going to fuck with you. He might do mm-hmm. the stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. But that. he's not going to really hurt you all that badly because if he hurt you, then the authorities would notice that he's fucking with you. And with poltergeist, yeah. we don't really know who the authorities are, but poltergeist never really seem to hurt people all that much. Not in at least legitimate cases. When people get really hurt in poltergeist cases, then more often than not, those are the fake ones. They're trying too hard. Right. If I were to pick a boss, I imagine their boss is Loki. <laughs> Could be. I yeah. mean, the one great thing, is there's no better defense than they hit themselves defense. If you are, if you do want to hurt somebody, you have them hit themselves, and then in the court of law, you didn't do anything. They did it to themselves. Tape a knife to a person's hand. Have them stab Stop stabbing themselves. yourself. Stop stabbing yourself. Yourself. That would work. I mean, but also it's about the, the maybe that's where the a locus of the poltergeist is in fact inside of Diane and the fact that she can't really hurt herself and it's still her family. It's still so that somehow it's directed by her own personality where it's a, it's about reaching out for attention. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. example, as far as the weird stuff that happens to Diane, one night she got thrown off of her bed onto the floor. Her mattress shot up in the air and landed on top of her. That happened four times. I feel terrible for this girl. She's going through an horrific uh, physical change. Well, I mean, speaking of physicality, I mean, both her and Philip, they would Keep, they always complained uh, about the area around their solar plexus, you know, right below the chest where the stomach starts. They talk about it feeling twisted up inside, especially when activity was about to occur. They always knew when something, when they always knew in their chest when it started feeling weird that mm. some shit was about to go down. So literally it was like they were getting their belly sucked on like the ghost was some big Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, it could be. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing is that uh, they say like some of the experts that came in, and by experts I mean this woman named Mrs. Holden that lived down the street that experts. thought she was a psychic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was a psychic. Yeah, yeah, she thought that the, dr- the ghost was actually drawing energy from the children, and that's why. Uh, because, I mean, I think the no. solar plexus, it, it has to like that's a chakra thing right henry yeah <laughs> we'll say yeah and kids do have a lot of energy when we did our open lines thing for serious radio where they were we were talking to the people who worked in the uh, in the hospital and children died they did report high energy leaving their bodies as opposed to when the elderly let, uh, the elderly die they're already kind of dead yeah because nobody cares yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but despite all of the activity that seemed to be getting more and more dangerous the pritchards never thought once about moving and eventually gave the poltergeist the name mr nobody before eventually settling 
on Fred. Well, what they said it. was that they did not feel threatened. Yeah, they said that in in the with this entity, whatever was happening inside the house is like they felt like it was really just trying to annoy them. They never felt really scared. I mean, they were, it was scary, but it was like they didn't feel like they were in danger. Yeah, I mean, but the wallpaper had to be off the walls constantly. All the couches and TVs are all messed up. I mean, didn't they get upset with that? I mean, it was a huge pain in the ass, but they were yeah. also very stubborn people from Yorkshire. And trust mm. me. I dated a woman from Yorkshire. Mm. If they don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. You she kept of, you with her for years. Yeah, <laughs> kind of haunted in his own yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, especially like if you want to leave her. If she don't want you to go, she's not going to let you go. You're safe now. You're okay. <laughs> Alice doesn't live here anymore. No, she's way gone. I um. Uh, also, they said that Mrs. Pritchard was a big, a very, very neat woman. Mm-hmm. And she said there's something about the ghost must have like really fucked with and knew that Mrs. Pritchard was a very tidy woman because he would do stuff like spreading dirt all over the place. Oh, yeah. And, like, do, like, like really like badly messing shit up, like, spl- like exploding cups of coffee, coffee getting everywhere. And she would not go to sleep unless she clean the mess she literally have to like get up it's like my mom my mom does the same shit where she just literally my mom's a midnight cleaner well all of a sudden she's vacuuming and stuff but it's all because that's a weird that's a Wait, anxiety a, thing a midnight that, cleaner I, yeah. that, what the fuck are you talking about like she would get up at like midnight and start vacuuming she's she would just, just waiting do, for his dad to come home pretty much <laughs> and also she was mad at us whenever she was mad at us you'd be like oh my I'm the only one who ever does anything around here it's like I'm an army of one <laughs> sounds like a crystal meth addict yeah <laughs> I mean, as far as, you know, like, speaking of that, them not really feeling threatened, as the haunting went on, Fred actually seemed to be, like, more playful than harmful. See, like, one day, he swept up a plate of chicken sandwiches and threw them behind the TV. That's mm. when Mrs. Holden was actually visiting one day. And when Jean went and picked up the sandwiches, she saw that there had been a big old bite taken out of one of them by something that looked like it had gigantic teeth. That's well, scary. that's kind of horrifying. That is horrifying. Yeah. yeah. And then when uh, Mrs. Holden... She took it. She's like, oh, can I have that? I'd like it for my collection. When she went home with the sandwich, the sandwich crumbled into nothing. Ooh, that's a good sandwich. No, it's not a good sandwich. That's a great sandwich. No, it's like an airport sandwich. (laughs) Oh, I love, I always love to get a sandwich, unwrap it, and it's a little wet. (laughs) That's what I like. It feels like it's humid in there, even though it's dry. When we spend 12 hours in the airport, wet sandwiches. (laughs) Now, on another night, a friend of the Pritchards came over for tea after the local working men's club's ladies' night. A lot of pronouns in there. A lot of working men's clubs, ladies' night. Yeah, the the ladies' night at the local working men's club. Oh, I see. I don't know what the working men's club Male is. Male prostitute club. Yes, it sounds about right. Oh, yeah, they were miners. There, there was oh. a lot of mining going on in Pontefract. Oh. And the lights turned off as they were having tea after this ladies' night when they were sitting in the lounge. Mm. And the friend that came along said that she felt her hair was swarming with ants. And when the lights turned back on, the entire room was turned upside down. And shit like that happened all the time. This is so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. haunting. It's a fucking full, full-boiled circus. What if you nail the things down to the ground, pull some trickery on the ghost? <laughs> What is wrong with you people? You, you guys nail, insane. You can't nail ever. What are you going to nail down cups? No, I'm going to nail down the it. wallpaper. I'm going to nail every inch of wallpaper down. <laughs> this is the problem. So you're the, just, the so ghost just is means, winning. That just means you're covering your walls in nails. No, it means I'm outthinking the ghost. <laughs> You've just gone insane. That's the problem. <laughs> no, that's that's, the ghost has won. The ghost did exactly what it wanted to do. Yeah. Well, it would be nice to have a ghost. <laughs> 
You're just lonely. Yeah. No, I'm not that lonely. To, yeah, you're not that lonely. No, I'm not lonely at all. Technically, there's you have always people never around leave. me. Yeah. You know, it's like there's a lady over the house. Yeah. Yeah, you got shit going on. I got my mouse pudgy. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing great, by the way. I he saw is. him the other day. Every time, this is not a lie, every time I order Papa John's, Pudgy comes around. <laughs> That's yeah, fucking I, very I, weird. I you live like the biggest night. drunkest Cinderella on the face of the I, uh, planet. I ordered Papa John's. Papa was in the house last night, and sure enough, I said, Pudgy, of course you did. <laughs> he, was like, he smells it. <laughs> He's a cute mouse. Well, speaking of adorable stuff, the most adorable incident involving Fred came when Joe's sister Maud came to visit to see the haunting for herself because the Pritchard story had gotten reported in the news. In all this publicity, Aunt Maud found it very undignified. She was very religious, a big stuffy woman. She thought that they were doing it for attention, and she wanted to go there and blow up their spot and show everybody that Aunt Maud knows what's going on. God, mm-hmm. I did just find the love of my life. A very religious, big stuffy woman. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, Mom, you are just a bunch of boofs. Boofs and toofs. And I'm coming there to show you that I'm the most classy woman. Oh. Well, she's always there. <laughs> on the night, she came to visit just as Maude was in the kitchen telling her brother that she thought the whole thing was poppycock the lights went out with only the red glow of the kitchen fire illuminating the room. And she assumed the kids were doing it. And yeah. literally, she's going like, Philip, turn on the lights! Turn on the lights! I cannot see mm. my knees! <laughs> well, I don't think she could see him with the lights on either. And then, the refrigerator door swung open, a jug of milk floated out, mm. and got... Turned over on Maud's head. It's just literally like a roof milk. It's like the fucking yeah. Marx Brothers. Literally dumped her in. She went, oh! <laughs> You gotta get out of that house. Or just turn your head up and start drinking it. <laughs> and then her fur gloves floated up from the table and looked as if they were being worn by an invisible being. And she kept the entire time literally screaming like, Philip, stop that! Stop it, Philip! Like, Philip was really doing it. And finally, Mrs. Pritcher turned to me like, Do you think Philip's doing this? And then watched as the the gloves started dancing by themselves in front of her. Yeah. Which is oh fun. God. It's yeah. like a weird, like, you know, like in Sesame Street, they used to cut to like the moment shots, mm. like dance pieces, <laughs> like the weird, like all dressed in black, but they got like white gloves on. Yeah. And it this got even fun. more fun from there because the gloves disappeared and then reappeared up in the bedroom. They ran upstairs because, you know, there was a crash and noise, of course. They ran upstairs mm-hmm. and they saw that one of the gloves was doing like a come hither their emotion. Ooh, you like know, what you're supposed to do finger? when you're fingering. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, hitting the G spot. Oh, my. And the, but the other fist was shaking uh, at Aunt Maud, like, oh, why I oughta? And then she <laughs> got freaked out, and she started singing Onward Christian Soldiers, to which the gloves started conducting her and beating in time. This is just missing a talking French candlestick, and <laughs> we got ourselves a real Disney film. It's voiced by Simbad. Chris Pratt's in there. Oh, the, I love Chris Pratt. Thin Chris Pratt, not fat Chris Pratt. Oh, thank you for Thin Chris Pratt. Mm, Man Crush Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and Maud, of course, after that, ran out of the house and never returned to the Pritchard household. And so at this point, everyone in the house must have been on the side of the ghost. Yeah. They didn't want her in there. Very much. And the Pritchards on that night 
got their groove back. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And then wouldn't it be kind of that's a good storyline to this too? Because that was the thing. A lot of us that there was a lot of infighting in the house. They said yeah. tension was leading up. As a lot of time, poltergeist activity is resulting because of like personal tension and drama. It's like the dad and the son were fighting. The husband and wife were fighting. Would be amazing is that after the stuffy woman got ran in the house, all covered in milk, and she's like, I'm like a farm accident, and you're running out catching the first lorry that popped its right. cap out the around the kibbity cop. I don't know what they call corners. Clippity clop. We're gonna is find. Right. Yeah. We're gonna find out. They say we go kitty there. corner or some weird shit. Some like weird that. shit. And that night, they finally get horny for each other. Again. Isn't that nice? <laughs> the husband just, and wife. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and good. then Fred looks on him, nods approvingly. Yeah. Yes. Get it going. <laughs> maybe or he learns something. Car, from the, yeah. In a Kevin Hart voice. Again. Yes. Maybe he learned something from the come hither motion <laughs> that Fred taught him. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's this right here. What would you do of another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and we might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. <laughs> I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in. Especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy. But you still refuse and you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls and sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile. Because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support and they hear all about my hands hurting and how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile. 
for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because i just moved here to los angeles i got a yard now and i'm doing all the landscaping myself i love working in my garden i love planting stuff i love growing stuff and the cool thing about fast growing trees that i really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in i'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you ever been to a nursery. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Yeah, and then Fred, he started to display an ability that is actually rare in poltergeist cases. He was actually able to move objects through solid matter. It's called mm. apportation. A-P-P-O-R-T-A-T-I-O-N. Apportation. Apportation. <laughs> and one evening, as the Pritchards were sitting in the lounge, an egg floated through the doorway, hung in the air, fell to the floor, exploded, and filled the room with the scent of flowers. Oh, no. Ooh. There's an egg there. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Eggs everywhere. It's like some sort of breakfast-based Mega Man villain. It's a flowery egg, though. Yeah. And then another egg followed it. Jean, she's sick of this shit. I'm she sick of you messing with my damn eggs. These are my eggs. She went to the fridge, put all the eggs in a wooden box, and sat on the lid. But despite this, another egg just appeared in front of her, exploded with the same flowery scent, and, and was she followed up the by box. another, and another, and another. And when she opened up the box, all the eggs were gone. All the eggs were gone? Yep. <laughs> he hated eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, also, again, he was trying to make her upset because it was making a big mess. Yeah, but what's also interesting here is the <clears throat> smell. Because usually poltergeist hauntings are typified by bad smells, like right. rotting food, sulfur, stuff like that. 
But in the case of the black monk of Pontefract, it was always pleasant. Mm. But kind of like the solar plexus thing, when you started to smell flowers, you knew some shit was about to go down. And there was kind of the same thing in my hometown haunting with another pleasant mm-hmm. smell. They said when they smelled uh, cooking beef. Uh, <laughs> that was a pleasant smell? Yeah, that was a, yeah, of course. Who yeah. doesn't like the smell of cooking I'm beef? Gonna, no, I mean, I do kind of like it in theory, but when you say it like that, usually people say barbecue. It's or, like, I like going to a barbecue, but I would never get a cooked beef Yankee candle. <laughs> yeah, I would guess. Why the hell not? Cooked beef is a wonderful smell. Because that's, that's the smell you have to wash off after you get back from the barbecue. Because you smell, because dogs follow you everywhere and you smell like <laughs> yeah. a fucking hunk of jerky. Wait, yeah. You guys take a shower after you get back from barbecue? Every single I mean, time. Yeah, you should, probably should because otherwise you smell like you uh, work at a barbecue. Hickory smoked. Yeah, yeah. that's a great smell. No, you see, Texas. Again, we're just, we're, yeah. we're on this side of the table not understanding a Texas like a whole lifestyle. Right. Yeah, well, I'm going back in November, and I'm looking forward to You're it. You're going to be covered what? in dirt. You're bringing a pickled girlfriend. You're going to splash yeah. Brian on each other and look at your father who just sits in his whitey tighties all day. It's perfect. <laughs> that is Texas. That is Texas. I'm jealous. <laughs> that actually, it's kind of Texas. Yeah. But the thing about Texas is they do sit in whitey tighties, but they're always white. Mm. Very white. Dry heat. It's a dry heat. They're good at keeping clean. <laughs> I would never, I never have the confidence I to wear white underwear. Never. I wore gray underwear the other day. And what are you talking about? I'm wearing white underwear right now. That, that's Texas. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sit like you're sitting on a gravel pit when you're done with it? No, absolutely it not. Like I like would you never sat on a, You people need to get a hold of your anuses. These, <laughs> I wouldn't risk it. If I wear white underwear, it looks like I've been sitting on the knee of a chimney sweep all day. <laughs> I mean, it's not appropriate. And if you never, you're going to die one of these days. You don't want to be caught in tidy whities That's what I think. Well, back to the Pontefract monk. They, of course, they tried to get rid of Fred, but things like exorcisms don't actually work with poltergeists and a lot of times just makes them angrier, as was the case when the Pritchards brought in a priest to see what he could do. Mm. And the exorcism, if you could really call it that, super half-assed. Because literally, sure. he went, they went to the priest to ask him to come do an exorcism. He's like, actually, Actually, that's a lot of paperwork. I have to go to my boss. You literally said this. I have to go to my boss. A lot of times the bishops say don't do it because does it come down to they say they make, it makes the poltergeist worse. So uh, here's some holy water. You could do it yourself, actually. It's really yeah, easy whatever. to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just staring at the kids. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll show you a poltergeist. You know what I was thinking, everyone? Let's get some lollipops in the shapes of hot dogs. <laughs> and then they could like they're soaking upon a stiff hot dog. I think it's time for you to go, Father Dickhead. Oh, no, well, I was already back. <laughs> yeah, the priest just came in and threw a little bit of holy water around, ah. to which Fred responded by throwing something across the room and trickling the holy water down the wall in little streams. It was like it was mocking it. That was what was yeah. really interesting about the poltergeist is that it was listening to people say stuff like about the picture, about the grandfather clock when they said, oh, when they went through, that was one thing, that's a famous thing that is in uh, that is in the movie, I think it's called While You Were Sleeping. That, no, with the lights out. I think it's with, with the, the lights out. While You Were Sleeping that's a Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> yes. uh, well, she was in a coma. In a Same coma. scenes, different films. <laughs> sort of a Terry Shaw. Type film. But a um, the grandfather clock came flying down the stairs and exploded. And basically, one thing that they—that's what it said—is that two people came to visit the house. And they the said, mayor, yes, the mayor came to visit the house and said, "I can't believe the grandfather clock is fine." And they're mm. like, "God damn it!" I do. And feel- <laughs> poltergeist threw it down the stairs. I do think in this story, in this situation, the mayor's a cat, <laughs> and it's just a little top hat no! on. <laughs> I wish we had elected that dog mayor. Well, he won the dog is always happy to see you, indifferent cat mayor. <laughs> yeah, because Fred, before this whole priest thing, 
He had never showed any interest in Christian iconography at all. But when uh, Diane came home from school the next mm. day after the priest had come, they had this brass crucifix on the mantelpiece, and the thing flew off of the mantelpiece and stuck to her back like it was glued there. Like God, the mother wow. tried to pull it off, and it was just glued on like the cruciform in Hyperion. That is the scariest. Oh. Good good Hyperion reference. Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> uh, also, that's the scariest punishment of all, just having Jesus just right on you. Right on your back <laughs> like that, yeah. Yeah, and then mm. that wasn't even the end of it. He waited until Easter Sunday, and when Jean woke up on Easter Sunday, she found that all the doors had been painted with golden inverted crosses, yeah. painted cool. so perfectly it looked as if they were done with the stencil. And then Gene tried to recreate them, right? Because he was like, all right, someone's good. It's like he maybe he was using, we had a bunch of spray paint that they were using to redecorate uh, Phillips bikes, right? And you're like, maybe what? And he took the spray paint and used it. And she tried to do it herself. But the fixative on the door made the paint uh, fucking glue. Oh, I love this. Literally made it so she couldn't even paint on shit. So she's like, well, this is some kind of bullshit. And and what Colin (laughs) Wilson says, again, is that there's something about a poltergeist's uh, connection to matter. And they can manipulate it in a way. It's the same thing mm. with the apportation about how it can take something from inside of a closed box and have it appear some, someplace else. So Fred is going through his sort of Banksy phase right now, <laughs> and he's getting into religion, and soon he's going to take on big oil companies. <laughs> he's going to let the world know pollution's bad. Now, another weird thing that happened involved keys. Mm. Now, one night, as Gene was cleaning out the chimney flue, 19 keys came raining down. Apparently, Fred had gathered every key in the house and dropped them all down the chimney onto Gene's head. However, these are heavy keys, too. These are big. Yo, these are big British keys yeah. <laughs> because these have big old doors to keep the queens from running away. Oh yes, <laughs> that's the thing. Only eighteen of the nineteen keys belong to the Pritchard family. The nineteenth was one of those big old queen keys, completely unidentifiable and extremely old. And after the hmm. key appeared, so too did the Black Monk of Pontefract finally manifest itself. Whoa. This, this is scary as fuck. This yeah. is where it gets to be, because now at this point, they've gotten used to the activity. Yeah. It's, it is constant now. It's like shit, the knocking is all the time. They're, they, they're saying that it's it's increasing every single day. Like Now it's like the knocking has made cracks in the walls of their mm. house. It sounds like there's fucking the whole house is shaking. People are hearing it across the street. They said that if you walk down the street in front of the Pritchard house, the house looked like it was glowing. Yeah. Like it had like a weird energetic feel around it and so things are really going crazy and so finally they started seeing him now they said that the black monk appeared to the parents first as they were lying in bed one night their door opened and standing before them was a tall figure in a hood and when they turned on the lights he vanished Mm. The second person to see him was the neighbor they shared a wall with, a woman named May Mountain. Hold on, there's a neighbor they share a wall with? Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's like a duplex. And she's hearing this shit all the time, and yeah. she's seeing the black monk, and she's like, it's got nothing to do with me, I don't know why I'll get the residuals. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, she said that she heard a noise behind her. She turned around and saw a tall figure dressed like a monk with a hood over his head, and then... It vanished. But the thing that May Mountain said was mm. that she never felt afraid. She said she just sort of felt curious yeah. when she saw the monk, which is actually what a lot of people uh, said that they felt. It was more of a curiosity. It didn't right. really feel like danger. Uh, and But as Henry said, the knocks, they were getting so loud that the Pritchards couldn't even talk to each other. And he also, for some reason, 
introduced animal noises into his repertoire. Yeah, like, like cows like and barnyard noises. Like all of this shit would just kind of pop up, and you said it felt like you had a farm in the house for yeah. no reason, out of, out of nowhere, and it, it's just to piss them off. I yeah. think that's kind of exciting, though. Everyone loves to go to animal noise, a moo moo here and an oink oink there. <laughs> yes, every, you know? every child does. Everyone, yes. He's just trying to entertain the kids. <laughs> it does sound like he's going into like his fourth album phase where he's yeah. just like Tom Waits or he's making fucking instruments out of bicycles and shit. He's just like, I don't know, this could be music. But you know what? That's Tom Waits' best work. Thank you. The That's bicycle good. music? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, He's Ra- fine. Yeah, Rain Dogs? Pfft. Get out of here. Okay. I liked Rain Dogs. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Get out of here because it's awesome. What? I can't even <laughs> Why are you saying opposite stuff? It's like when people say something's bad. Am I supposed to go? What? You have to leave. Why do I have to leave? <laughs> now, the climax of the entire tale came one night as the lights went out as they had a hundred times before. Gene, who was in the kitchen, heard a scream from the stairs and ran out to see what was happening. She came through the door to see her daughter being dragged up the stairs, her shirt stretched out in front of her as if someone was pulling on it. The other invisible hand appeared to be around her throat. The parents pulled her free and gave her a large brandy to calm her down, as you do with kids. Moments later, they saw that her neck was covered in red finger marks. So they got her drunk? Yeah, got to. Yeah, I guess um, that's the only answer in this situation. Uh, yeah, I think that's how I would expect. I think I could honestly live happily in a house that was riddled with poltergeist hauntings as long as I'm loaded half the time. You have to be <laughs> loaded. I mean, it seems like they're monetizing it. They're flipping it. They should start charging uh, you know, a ticket price. Well, they yeah. hated the attention. That's what I like about this case, and that's different than the Amityville horror case yeah. and all stuff, is that they, they did not want the attention. They were truly British people that were like, we don't, we hate all of this all of this shit. We just want it to be fixed. We're done. Right. We're like, someone, no one's giving us an answer. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the father's just like, I got a menstruating daughter, a fat kid. I think he's gay. My yeah. wife hasn't touched me in eight months. And now we got this here. goddamn ghost that she named Fred. And now she fantasizes I, about I him. Definitely, definitely sexually obsessed with Fred. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and in the end, the solution, actually kind of dumb. Super simple. So it was a Scottish friend of Father Joe's just casually mentioned, you know, garlic. Sometimes they use garlic for, like, evil spirits and shit. Like, you know, like vampires and all that. Try mm. some garlic. So Joe just went out and bought a shitload of garlic, hung it around the house. No more Fred. They never they never cooked with garlic? Not really. No, no. British what? are a bland food. <laughs> they liked a good garlic. <laughs> oh, that's no, the they, Irish. No, they, no, no, no. The British, they boil meat until it's gray. Yeah, but I do you're love gonna, gray you're meat. Gonna, no, you're okay, fine. We're going to get a full I love of it. British yeah, food. Here, here in a few weeks, we're going to get a belly full. Yeah, I'm going to eat. I'm going to go to the pub every single morning, and I'm going to get... Uh, I'm really scared of chips this trip. To, actually, chips and yeah, fish. I, I am actually very terrified. They are much more accepting of day drinking in England than they are, are they? here. Chips and fish. <laughs> well, at least one. it shows that Fred was an Italian. That's very true. They love they love garlic. They love is that garlic. what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I believe that. So that was it. So now Fred left because right. Fred left, and uh, they never had any more problems with poltergeist activity ever again. But if you look up the black mm. monk, if you look up the black monk of Pontefract, you're going to see many ghost uh, investigators have showed up there. There are many pictures of entities that look like the black monk. It is not been debunked. It is still active. Mm. It's kind of waiting for like basically it's waiting for the right person to come to have it go full fucking. Super Super Saiyan again, and it's got to ha- it's got to wait until fresh eggs are fresh born eggs. in there. Yeah, God, I love this story though. It's but, a great story. But great I was, story. Uh, last night it really creeped me out, and it's been a long time since I felt creeped out by a ghost story. 
I'm just hungry for garlic. <laughs> uh, the Black Monk of Pontefract. That's what a, it. a great story. Yes. And we will be even close to this place when we go to the UK? Uh, no clue. W- uh, well, we're going to be in Scotland first and then Manchester second. And I think Yorkshire is somewhere in between. I'm not really a, sure. I'm bringing garlic in my bags. <laughs> Can't wait for this trip. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I think, I'm pretty sure it's sold out. We might have a couple of London tickets left. Uh, we might be releasing some tickets day of we're gonna have to see on that no promises on that but also we, we might be if we are if we are able to do that uh then we're definitely gonna let people know on twitter and facebook uh so please go join our facebook group uh follow us at lp on the left uh to see if uh, maybe we can uh, work something out there Yep, and follow Henry on Twitter at Henry Loves You, Instagram at Dr. Fantasty. Marcus Parks is Marcus Parks for everything. I'm at Ben Kissel on Twitter and Ben Kissel1 on Instagram. Uh, make sure you watch our final live stream yes. for adultswim.com this Friday, 7.30 p.m. at Eastern Standard Time. That's check right. it out. Please Standard. check it out live if you can. It's really awesome. It's been awesome five weeks. Oh they, they, are, they like the show. Uh, we've been getting good viewers. We need yep. more all the time because, unfortunately, they're never fucking satisfied. <laughs> you know. Remember, guys, it helps us out more. We know that it gets archived, but it helps us out more if you watch it live. If you can, and if you you know could call in or chat at us and send us messages on Facebook and do all the shit. Yeah, and it as is. far as other upcoming live shows, uh, remember we're coming to Portland and Seattle in December. These shows will sell out. Portland is almost sold out already. Woo. So if you're gonna if you're planning on coming to the Portland show, definitely get those tickets right now because it absolutely will sell out. And it looks like Seattle's probably gonna sell out as well. So do not wait. Don't sit on your asses on this one. Go get the tickets right well, now. You can. You don't have to physically get up and go. No, get it's tickets. actually the easiest thing in the world. Your, you just go sit on, the on your ass and just get the tickets. Literally, pause the pornography for a second. Just one moment, five <laughs> yeah. minutes. Go to cavecomedyradio.com/live to find links uh, to all of those tickets. And we're also coming back to Washington D.C. on October 29th for the Benson Ball uh, Festival. We got a lot, yeah. and we've also got uh, shows. We've got three shows. Uh, Coming up in 2017, all over the United States, three that we are just a tiny bit away from booking. We can't announce them just yet, but we're going to be here in uh, the future. We're going to be coming to a lot more towns in 2017. And the reason why we were able to do all of this shit is because you gave to our Patreon. Uh, and if you feel like uh, that you, uh, if you feel like that we deserve even a dollar from you, go to Patreon.com/slash Last Podcast on the Left. Every single dollar helps. Uh, so thanks to everyone who's uh, given so far, and uh, thank you in the future to everyone who gives to us then. And yes. thanks for supporting all the shows here on Cave Comedy Radio, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat for Politics. It's doing great. We're crushing news and politics. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, Roundtable of Gentlemen, uh, just drunk, a drunken good time. The Lucky Bone Show for music. Just Marcus just punched his eye out. ale in your own eyeballs? He's a total You're moron. Fucking what is happening? It is shocking how smart, but how yet stupid. How did you get here today? <laughs> you literally put it in your mouth and you somehow got it in your eyeballs? Is that Fred? It's Fred, is that you? Dude. Oh, okay. that so. hurt. Citrus. <laughs> yeah, well, you deserve every bit of pain there. Uh, and, of course, the Lucky Bone Show, Sex and Other Human Activities in page seven. All right. Hail Satan, everyone. Hail yourselves. And hail Gene. Hail me every day of your life until you are dead. Megostellations, one and all. <clears throat>